0: Yeah, like at the, at the very least, I'm, I'm trying to work out what the central theme is in a matter of words. It could be one word, it could be three words. But also, so it's not just a theme, it's whether I can see a, a lateral thought or an idea and going, huh, could we create new meaning from that, which could then affect advertising content, maybe user experience, customer experience, everything Yeah.
1: Today on Strategy Shorts, I'm joined by the most excellent Mark Pollard. Mark is the founder of Sweathead and the author of Strategy Is Your Words. Mark, great to have you. Why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself?
0: I'll give you a relatively short version, which is, yes, I run a training company, a strategy training company called Sweathead. We have a podcast. We have a community of nearly 20,000 people. We're on lots of different parts of the internet, and I train people around the world, do talks in a lot of places, maybe 10 different countries last year, 8 to 10, I think. Uh, Before that, I was working in agencies and worked in agencies since I was about 20, spent some time mostly focusing on user experience and information architecture and digital production, and then at the age of 28, moved into a hybrid role at Leo Burnett in Sydney, where I was doing 50% 50% of my time on digital projects and 50% of my time on account planning, essentially writing creative briefs and trying to develop brands. Uh, and and also for some of that, I published what was one of the, well, it was the first full-color hip-hop magazine in the Southern, Southern Hemisphere. It was called Stealth, and I was doing hip-hop radio. So I've, I've been on the internet since the 1990s, made a lot of content, published a lot of stuff, and just As I get older, trying to bring all of those worlds together in a way where my days are more meaningful than meaningless.
1: Now I know because we've had a few conversations in the past about the hip hop magazine and, and the radio production stuff. And I feel like we could probably do a whole episode around that at some point because I think there's probably some very interesting stories to tell there. Unfortunately, we're focusing on some strategy stuff today, or fortunately, depending on what type of listener you are, maybe you're a hip hop fan who wants to get into the other story, but We'll have to do that in another episode. So you've got this amazing community growth that's happening around the world as people follow you and and, and leverage the strategy tools that you're putting into the world. I'm interested in when you took that leap from living and breathing agency Adland world and transitioned to being the facilitator, being the trainer and the teacher. Like, was there a particular moment where that transition happened? And how did you know it was time to take the leap?
0: Yeah, there, there are a few Key phases. I mean, the first phase was just having moved to New York and having worked here for five years. I lost two jobs in a row. Uh, One, because I joined Leo Binnett in New York to help run it, and then they closed it down a month later because it was like a small office, not profitable. They used it as a way to keep some of the Australian talent that was moving to New York and potentially working with Droga 5, which is not how I came into it. And then I joined a PR company. I was head of strategy. 800 people there. was told I wasn't a cultural fit, which was fine because I was losing sleep over how on earth to succeed at this particular place. I felt gaslit every day. Through those years, though, I'd, I'd written and I would teach and I would talk every now and then. And those are the things that I did when I was young. I, I taught briefly martial arts. Um, I mean, I studied, it, trained for like 10 years and I would I would teach. Um, please don't try to fight me, but that was a long time ago. Uh, but everything I've done, I've written about and I've taught or talked about. And I was like, well, they're the things that obviously bring me to life. How do we build more of our lives around that? For the first couple of years after I left the agency world, I... My goal was really to break even on living in New York and luckily I was doing strategy consulting work for companies in the UK and in the US for agencies but also for brands and then a couple of years into that started to do talks, more talks and combined with Julian Cole who you know we did I don't know how many events maybe seven or eight events in three or four different countries. And then 2020 struck. So there's a few phases already. I'm not sort of clearly delineating hmm. them, but there are a few phases there. Six years ago, right around now, the time that we're recording this, I, I, I set up a Sweathead. fuse into that, 2020 happened. And uh, my book I had written, I'd raised about $37,000 on Kickstarter, which was amazing. It, there's not a lot of profit in that. If you're going to publish a hardcover book uh, and ship it, to a lot of people because shipping super expensive but it was enough to be able to break even on the on a first print run uh from memory and 20 when 2020 happened i decided to turn all of that into all the book into online courses and classes because the events that i had planned with my friend julian we couldn't do them and, and he left the country he went back to australia so that's really the tumultuous few years of, of all of this a lot of it came from crisis and trying to process how on earth I wanted to be alive uh like alive not, not not alive as in not dead but alive as in not a robot and not just getting through things uh but that was like late 30s early early 40s and so now in a in a clearer position although still super restless and trying to work things out
1: You know, I think it's going to be really fascinating for people who are listening or watching this episode and comforting because 2023 was a massive year of transition. I know a lot of my friends uh, are moving on from jobs for whatever reason. I experienced redundancy again in my career and the landscape is just really shifting for a lot of people. And I think it's really exciting for people to see that actually from that stress and tension, can come opportunity. It can be tricky to figure out how to harness the potential of the opportunity that you now have, but it can be done. And I think the story of of Sweathead and the book are really good examples of how that journey can bear fruit if you're willing to really commit to it. And I want to encourage anybody who is watching or listening, go and check out Mark's Instagram and the Sweathead Instagram. I'll link all that in the show notes. What you've created on your Instagram page is this really clear visual aesthetic around the four-point strategy quite often. And I know that when I was in my my recent role as strategy director, how useful your Instagram feed was. And and I love the aesthetic and how you've kind of created those those simple strategy messages. And I know that you're going to talk a little bit about the four point strategy and framework that you've built. But before we get into that, when did that piece of thinking take place? Like when did you kind of go, aha, there's a moment here where this is sort of becoming a thing
0: the four points or just how i do things on the internet
1: let's do four points
0: so the four points journey kind of tracks with what i just went through you know i'd I'd bought into when i was 28 the idea of the strategist in advertising trying to solve problems because my boss at the time todd sampson who's very 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 well known in australia right now he was trying to get us all to D- developed strategies that solved on focusing problems and not problems like low awareness or low consideration, like generic stuff, but like really what's the root cause of the problem. So he introduced Edward De Bono to us, who is an amazing thinker. He passed away recently. And uh, that was of interest to me. and I, I liked that. And it made the advertising work feel more interesting because having published hip-hop magazines and put on events, I wasn't super interested in advertising. I came into it through making websites and through making content and having people interact with things that i thought were useful i wasn't so interested in in ads the idea of being able to solve problems made it more intellectually interesting and then you know i remember the first few years after i'd moved to new york a lot of the agencies that i worked in we would use the four c's framework consumer truth category truth cultural truth company truth you know there are different ways of looking at those c's and there are more c's depending on where you work these days and when I started to try to add things like the problem we needed to solve, the framework just started to feel like it was bloated and confusing. Then I worked in a digital agency, which was relatively new to strategy. It was, it was It was big spaceship, one of the I, I believe one of the best you know flash design and design website uh, website design agencies for a very very long time. And people didn't really want process or creative briefs; they just wanted to be able to quote unquote come up with cool shit. And so I was like, well, look. That's fine, but I'm going to give you four things, problem, insight, advantage, strategy. If we can come up with four sentences on any project, I believe that those four sentences or the the striving towards having those four sentences will be a forcing function to encourage us to ask better questions, to do better research, to develop better relationships, to actually have insights in our work and to then actually have insights that could lead to better, uh, better business as well and then the the final piece of this really was uh, after i had left the agency world i was invited to do a com- to to a conference in prague in in chechia and chechia and i was like well i don't i don't like doing the straight up talks i feel like most talks i've seen aren't that interesting especially from this industry no no offense and so i was like from now on, everything I do, I want it to be practical. I'll get up on stage, but I want people to do stuff. And so I took the four points. I hadn't named it yet, uh, but I turned it into basically like a one hour ish exercise uh, with 400 people. And so that's, that's really the, the, that's the early stages of it. And it's not that there's anything necessarily novel about it. I mean, it's literally taking concepts from other people. I, I feel like, It's just, it it brings those concepts together in a clear and simple way. And I I think that's why people resonate with it.
1: You know, it does. And I've used it as a forcing function in several of my projects. You know, I've just sort of lifted your approach from your Instagram feed and used it as a way to articulate some important strategic messages. When I've been working with several different brands, in particular, a hotel chain dealing with quite a difficult strategic problem and the simplicity that the poor points framework Bought and the kind of the the presence it gave me in the room to be able to communicate really really quickly and take people with me was really really powerful and i know that you've been you know this is the the kind of the subject for today's episode of strategy shorts and i think you've got a couple of examples one from iceland air that you're going to talk us through and and i think there's there's another one maybe it's from this conference in prague but there's a rather funny and dramatic story attached to that um, but before you talk us through Air, who is this this framework really for like who is your ideal listener or viewer for today's episode
0: well it's at the very least for anybody who writes creative briefs but then it's also useful for people who write marketing briefs and it's also useful for anybody who thinks and, and that's the, <laughs> that's the thing the, the way that I try to bring a lot of these techniques together that I've learned through being a strategist or an account planner in advertising is to put them together in a way where they're just you I lay them bare as useful critical thinking tools so if you're struggling about what to write about on LinkedIn maybe you can use this kind of framework as well Uh, but at the very least the goal of the four points is to help people write better creative briefs
1: Awesome. Well, why don't you dive into the example with Iceland Air? Um, and then let's return to the Prague story after that.
0: Yeah. So, this Iceland Air example, it's kind of funny because I posted this online and a couple of people literally shat on it. And I'm like, guys, you, you're missing the spirit of all of this, right? And because what, what I'd said is I was over in Reykjavik at this conference and in 40 minutes we took Iceland Air. And we wrote a four points together with 400 people. And so people were shitting on it because I, th- I don't, th- I think some of them were like, that's not even very good. And then they're like, why are you even doing that in 30 minutes? And it's like, and then there's this thing because I like to do a lot of stuff on stage like this to, to basically help people understand that these tools after you practice them can be practical. And they're just starting points. If we're, if we're doing something on stage, it's just a starting point. You're going to go away, hopefully with a whole bunch of research and time and develop something better. But, You know, a lot of what I do is try to make stuff accessible. And so it's just funny when usually old, slightly drunk, middle-aged white guys just shit on this this kind of stuff. I'm I'm just being upfront. So Iceland Air is the main airline of Iceland. Um, I'm sure you all know where that is. And we, we were kicking around the problem. So what I usually will do is we'll start to list some of the problems of perception. So why aren't more people catching this particular airline? Now, the four points is problem. At the top the human problem behind the business problem insight and unspoken truth that opens up that problem advantage i know some of this is jargon advantage what makes your brand unique and motivating and i know there's a lot of marketing sciences that would suggest that what makes your brand unique and motivating doesn't matter as much anymore as in differentiation matters less than distinctiveness i won't lose you down that rabbit hole it's worth looking into if you've just heard that for the first time And then at the bottom is strategy. So problem, insight, advantage, strategy. Strategy being a new way of looking at your brand based on the stuff above. So strategy solves the problem by putting the insight and the advantage together. The way we articulated the problem, having listed about 10 of them, is Iceland Air can make you feel like you're starting your vacation behind, like you're playing catch up. Uh, and so you know you arrive at weird times of the day potentially depending on where you're flying into maybe every now and then there are delays etc so there was this thought that arriving in Iceland via Iceland Air can cost you time and make you feel like you're playing catch up the insight that we wrote here was uh, feeling like you need to catch up with your vacation will make you slow down and focus on a few things that you'll remember long sentence long sentence but again this is literally the first words out of a 40 minute discussion with 400 people Advantage, the thing about the brand, Iceland Air won't cost you as much, as, as much of your vacation as other airlines that have worse schedules. Strategy will show that flying with Iceland Air will help you start your vacation already slowed down. So when I look at that as a set of words, I'm not worrying right now whether it's good or not. My main thought in, in like a 40-minute interaction is what's the main theme there? And what we're trying to do with this particular example is flip this problem of work bad schedules and arriving late and being tired and wor- worrying about missing out on a very expensive I very expensive a very expensive vacation with, "Well, that's okay, because it'll help you arrive, slow down, and then you can cherry-pick a few things to do really well. And so I would tidy up the language. They are all those sentences were too long, but I'd tidy them up as long as I can see the main theme.
1: So what we've got really is, is how do you, particularly with this example, is how do you reframe the problem that you face or the thing that is challenging your brand that you perhaps can't do anything about, but how do you turn that into an unfair advantage? Like how do you translate that, that challenge and that brand obstacle that you've got and turn that into a brand strength and part of your storytelling? And I think what you're saying is when you're doing the exercise, it almost doesn't matter too much if the words aren't quite right at this stage or whether the sentences are a bit long, because you're trying to get to the purpose. You're trying to get to the nucleus of the idea. And from that starting point, then you can start playing with content ideas and language and all that kind of stuff. Right?
0: Yeah. Like at the, at the very least, I'm, I'm trying to work out what the central theme is in a matter of words. It could be one word. It could be three words. I know MNC and Saatchi had a phase, maybe they still do this where they focus on one word with their thought of real simplicity, but also, So it's not just a theme. It's whether I can see a a lateral thought or an idea. Would we usually connect the brand, in this case, Iceland Air, with slowness? right? And if we don't, but it feels interesting, and I've got some research that talks about it, at least from a problem point of view, like I don't travel with them because of their schedules and because of the things that I outlined. I'm looking at the, the clashing of those two topics and going, huh, could we create new meaning from that? which could then affect advertising, content, maybe user experience, customer experience, everything, yeah.
1: We're short on time, but there is another dramatic story that I'm keen uh, for us to revisit. You told me about this on a call we had a a couple of months ago about something that happened in Prague that I think people will be surprised about, about how the four points can genuinely move people to make some truly drastic decisions. So why don't you take us back to Prague and, and tell us what happened?
0: Oh, hang on. We're talking about Batumi, Georgia. So I was at this conference in 2023 in Batumi called AD Black Sea, A-D, Black Sea. It's on Black Sea in Batumi, west of Georgia. Georgia's an awesome country, 4 million people just welcomed into the European Union, I believe. So congratulations. Russia's already taken two chunks of their country. People are scared. Uh, I think about them every single day, pretty much, because I had such a good time over there. And again, just to Because I'm trying to put these techniques into people's hands in a practical way, often what I'll do is bring people up on stage and either work on a brand or work with them on a particular topic. Sometimes I'll bring someone up and go, which one do you want to do? Or I'll ask the audience, which one do you want to do? Uh, A gentleman who's a creative director and a strategy leader called uh, Lado Malazzoni came up on stage. This was not planned. I think we had 800 plus people in the audience, maybe a thousand people in the audience. He's from Georgia. And I ran him through this four points exercise. I said, well, we need to start with a problem to solve. And he's like, I don't think I wanna work in this industry anymore. (laughs) He's from JWT he was working at JWT at the time. And a lot of them were in the audience. I was like, oh my gosh, okay. So where we ended up, because what I'll do is I'll dig into the problem. I'll, uh, I'll list a lot of problems and go, well, let's pick one and dig into it. Why is that a problem? What's causing it? What's causing it? What's causing it? And the way we articulated all of this again in 30 35 minutes is as follows the problem i haven't quit because i tell myself i need money slash status so you know this is something i think we all would identify in ourselves that sometimes we are stuck in a career or in a situation in life and maybe we've been fortunate but it's like it's just i'm addicted or habituated to the things that make me feel important it's the ego stuff and then the insight that we wrote was but this is really other voices speaking through me so he, he talked in, in a kind way because his wife is a creative and she was in the audience uh, but he talked about family members etc suggesting things to him about needing to continue in the career and to keep building and to keep building but he was like this is just other voices speaking through me advantage so when we're doing or using the four points for a person it's like, well what's the advantage of the person The way we wrote it in the first person is I've already started on the journey to find my voice. Right. So, problem we've got telling myself as a phrase, insight, we have other voices, advantage, we have my voice. So, I'm trying to bring a theme through. And then the strategy statement that we wrote was this show that once you start becoming yourself, there's no going back. So, some of this is a little bit cliche, but what I like to do with the four points when we're applying it to a person is can we land on a sentence in the strategy that the person could use when they're feeling problem murmuring to them so what that means in this example falado is if he starts to hear these voices or people are telling him you got to stay in the industry and he's he's, he's mostly left but if you got to stay in the industry you got to stay in the industry. he can say oh there's no going back and so that's an example of using strategy tools on the person and the obvious point here is we are our most important clients but often our most neglected
1: And then something dramatic happened, right? So that's a great example and great application to the person. But I don't think you were prepared for what happened next, right?
0: No, he took off his lanyard and said, sorry, JWT, I quit on stage. And I was like, hang on, was this staged? But literally, I didn't know who was going to come up. And then if it was staged, surely I would have been involved with the staging of it. And I wasn't. Uh, And I was like, oh, my God. But super smart because you know, I think he got a lot of business from that. Most of the Georgian industry was there. But also, I think he's also very well loved and and respected in Georgia as well. And, you know, but yeah, that it, that shocked me. It shocked me. So I don't want to be the guy who does these things on stage and just has people quit one after the other.
1: You know, I think the um, the four points should come with a bit of a health caveat then perhaps that, you know, check out Mark's Instagram feed, but be cautious about how you use the four points because it may encourage you to take some truly life-altering decisions <laughs> hopefully for
0: the better yeah it can but also it's because you know the Instagram feed is not just about the four points it's it's about how to do some of the work that we all do the small like how do you write an insight but it's also about the psychology of the work that we do and, and these are things like the, the cultures that we work in the psychology of us and the people that we work with these are things that you don't hear about in your 20s or maybe even 30s unless you've literally studied psychology and the reason that I go a little bit direct with some of this is because I feel like if I had had some of these tools a little earlier maybe I could have made different decisions and maybe one of those decisions would have been not to have been in the industry at all or to have left or maybe I could have calmed down and and been more patient dealt with the culture shock I felt in corporate America. And, and not have sort of moved around as much, although maybe not. So it's the reason I share a lot of this stuff is really to talk to a younger version of myself, hoping that that person might make, I don't know, maybe slightly different or at least more informed decisions.
1: Now, you know that we like to finish every episode, like starting with something really practical. This has all been super practical and we've covered a lot of ground. But speaking to your younger self or speaking to perhaps people who are not as far through their strategy or marketing journey uh, as you and I are on this call today, where should they start? Like what's the one thing that they should, when they stop listening or stop watching, what's the first thing that they should do after the episode's finished?
0: Oh, whatever they're into as far as self-expression, go do that. If you like to write, write. If you like to draw, draw. If you like to do pottery, do pottery. That, that stuff's so important. And it's to me, I know it's easy to say this when you're older. It's, it's at least as important as your job and, and it'll make you better at your work because we be able to connect dots in ways that other people might not be able to you'll be maybe more embodied more in yourself more aware of yourself more loving of yourself as you do the other work so i i think that stuff's super super important to express in a format in a way that brings you to life
1: mark We've just about reached the end of our time together. Um, In fact, we have enjoyed some extra time with you for today's episode. So thank you for, for making some space in your diary. And let's speak again soon. Thank you very much,
0: Dan. Appreciate it.